Hi there. I'm Joe Dudek, president and founder of Keyhole Marketing. And I'm Shannon Jarek. I work for Keyhole as the assistant brand manager. And this is Metaphorically Speaking, a podcast that explores the mysterious side of marketing. Welcome to Metaphorically Speaking. For this conversation, we got to chat with doctors Josh and Taylor Logan from True North Chiropractic in Colorado Springs, along with their three-month-old baby occasionally. <laughs> definitely some cooing or gurgling or something right. in and the it's background. not Joe, so... Not, not for the early part. If there's some <laughs> in the latter part, the baby was asleep, that might have been me in the back of the Oh, family. gosh. Moving on. Joe, tell me what inspired you to connect with this couple. What about chiropractics were, what was interesting to you? Yeah, I think, I mean, just chiropractics in general, I've been pretty ignorant on the whole profession. I think all I ever really knew about it was just coworkers in the past who, you know, had a tight back or neck was out of whack and they would just get a chiropractic appointment and, you know, just seem to go every week and never, no ending to the procedure. And I just, that's kind of always been my impression of chiropractic care, but on their social media, they do a really good job of educating people about, you know, the whole profession and how it's bigger than just, you know, a tight back or a, a sore neck. And they certainly can do those things and correct those, those types of pains. And I think most of their patients come through the door with that, but then they're able to educate them on the many holistic benefits of, of chiropractic care and how, Really, the whole nervous system controls so many facets of the body, mm-hmm. and that we talk a little bit about the nervous system. Certainly, for me, it was in a, some sort of dumbed down fashion, so I could make <laughs> sense of it. But um, yes, listen uh, on to get the scientific expert. for their knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, but it was really interesting. Certainly, as communicators, the 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 point of communication between the brain and the spinal cord, this whole nervous system working together and how the body can work well when, when the communication's running well, I can certainly benefit or I can uh, relate to that in, in right. uh, the world we live in for sure. Yeah, well, and it's amazing. Like you said, it's not often just back and neck and people don't realize that until they go in. You know, this communication is off and so many other problems are happening that they don't even realize is connected to, you know, that disruption in the nervous system exactly. so super talk a little bit yeah they even talk a little bit about some of the miraculous things that they've i don't know if miraculous is the right word well just kind of like surprising things that they treat in their office you know right like, um again it's it goes beyond just some joint pain and uh that was the, probably some of the most interesting things uh that they shared in the, in the interview is just some treatments that they've offered that might get people to think um bigger and broader than than they've thought about chiropractic care in the past Yeah, absolutely. I know for myself, I was encouraged, not that I could get myself there, but when I was little, my mom brought me to the chiropractor because I had severe like facial and sinus issues. Mm. Um, And of course, I knew nothing when I was five, but yeah you know, that was what they recommended at that point. And I just had never thought that that would be something that chiropractic care could alleviate, you know, or yeah. fix. And, you know, my boyfriend had severe migraines and he went to a chiropractor and immediately saw healing from that. So it, super, that's, super fascinating. Well, that's like most fascinating because they both have a really powerful story of how they got into chiropractic care and their right. health being benefited through through the treatment. So that's, I think that's early part in the, in the conversation. And I think that's super fascinating to hear how they have both personally benefited from the treatment, of course, inspiring them to 
pass that along to, to other people. So definitely, definitely. Yeah. And they, they talk about how it's so important that once you take care of your body and even regain some of that physical ability that you might not have had before, you're able to then go out and serve your family better, your community better, be a better employee, you know, at your place of work. And I love how that kind of purpose and mission is just driven through their company and through what they do. It's so much more, again, like you said, than just crack my back or adjust my Mm -hmm. spine. You know, it's how can I be my best self and then contribute that to the world around me? Yeah, I think that's definitely leaves a powerful message for you to to certainly try to do your best to sustain your own health and take care of yourself. But then thinking like with with a stronger self, how can I how can I give more back to community? Definitely. Well, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with Drs. Josh and Taylor. And of course, we would love to hear from you at hi, hi at qholemarketing.us. Well, this is the first time for sure I've interviewed three people, two adults and one three-month-old. Uh, so I'm sure it'll go well. Um, she's, doing beautiful. she's doing great so far, so it'll be awesome. Um, so thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thanks so much for joining me. Um, the first two interviews I've done so far here have been with people who are like rare breeds of Colorado Springs natives. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys keep that trend going or where are you guys from originally? 50 50 percent here i guess so uh i was i was born in denver Mm -hmm. resided in aurora colorado for about seven years and then my my family ended up leaving the state of colorado florida and most of my life grew up there but Mm -hmm. we knew we wanted to get back here to colorado just being a native here but uh not fully having some deep roots here yet but uh that's kind of where i came from my wife has a little bit of a different story though yeah Yeah, i uh lived all over the place growing up i was born in iowa Mm. lived in nebraska a couple different cities south carolina north carolina nashville so all over the place growing up um but spent a lot of time when we lived in nebraska in colorado so really loved it um went to chiropractic school in florida liked the ocean but it was way too hot for us to stay (laughs) so uh knowing he was from colorado and really we flew really uh fell in love with the mountains and just the weather and the atmosphere here we just knew this is where we wanted to lay down roots did you were you in a military family is that no my parents are actually chiropractors but uh, my dad is just a little restless he he needed to keep moving on so yeah uh, yeah Yeah, that's awesome i'm I'm kind of the same way i can relate to that for sure my wife keeps me grounded a little bit otherwise we're packing up i'm sure every every year there's always someone in the relationship that does that yeah that's all good how about brothers sisters for the two of you are you single or solo kids Um, i have a younger sister she actually helps with us in the practice as well so it really is a family practice and i am one of seven so i am um with second oldest i have a young my youngest is 12 so pretty big age yeah, gap there. Currently is 12. yeah oh, she's wow. currently 12 okay. um but one of my sisters actually also works in the practice with us so okay. that's mm-hmm. really cool yeah that is cool could be cool i guess it depends on how well you get along with your siblings definitely right? yeah because <laughs> well, I, I thought about that and i was thinking who who could i possibly work with that i could get along with yeah, yeah. yeah. well they haven't quit yet yeah there's probably only two of my six siblings that I would get along with and work. Hopefully they don't listen to this. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to talk about that later. Yeah. Too. 
Yeah, I've got um, seven siblings, too. Oh, wow, um, awesome. Kind of a hodgepodge of my dad was married before, my mom was married before, so they yeah. had kids in their first marriage, and then my sister and I were the youngest of, or the, the, the from their marriage, and I'm the youngest of all of them. Okay, so. wow. But quite an age gap between the, the oldest to me, so yeah. I can relate to that big family. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if anybody on that list I could, I could seem to work with <laughs> on a regular basis. Uh, it's probably more me than it is them. Yeah. Um, how would you describe your childhoods? Were they, I mean, you moved around a lot. I mean, how was yeah. that? Was that a... Honestly, it was kind of just what we did. Mm-hmm. So, and now looking back at it, I'm super grateful that I was never scared of change and always mm-hmm. could adapt really well. And so when I was looking at college, I wasn't scared to go somewhere far. And when we were looking at where we were going to lay down for our office, it didn't really matter to me that there wasn't family or familiarity there. Yeah. So I was thankful for it looking back. Um, and like I said, growing up, it's just kind of what we knew. So I didn't really question it either growing yeah. it up. Was that tough at all to maybe not get like deep friendships with people? Yeah, I a little bit here and there. I do remember sometimes, kind of around that 12, 13 age, where being like it was the end of the world because we were leaving our friends, you know. Yeah. But uh, you moved on to the next place, you made friends, and it was just it was good. And then when you left that place, you're like, oh, I don't want to leave now. So, (laughs) you know, for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. How about you, Josh? Yeah, a little bit different. Uh, We. When we moved from Colorado to Florida, uh, basically stayed in the same city uh, for most of my childhood until I went into undergraduate school at the University of Florida and then chiropractic school over in Daytona. but we were able to lay down some pretty strong roots. Whenever we had breaks, we would go back to Florida or Melbourne where I grew up and um, had a great uh, church family there, a lot of great, really strong relationships. So it was kind of a challenge actually Mm -hmm. when my wife, Taylor, was the one pushing us to go over to Colorado. Yeah, you were good with Florida. I was was good with Florida. I was looking at other areas too. Uh, I just remember the first time we got off the plane at Denver, it had been so long uh, Mm -hmm. since I went back to Colorado and it just everything looked dead and mm. I couldn't even see the mountains and I was like oh, I don't know if yeah. uh, I really want to come here and then as we're traveling down I-25 going through Castle Rock where just everything opens up you see Pikes Peak yes. you start seeing actually trees yeah. and totally opened up my eyes to so like alright I could I could see myself living here yeah did you you moved at 7 I think you said yeah I went okay. f- 7 when I uh, moved from Aurora to Florida Florida yeah mm-hmm. we how was that was that do you remember that move at all or was not too just, much. I, yeah. I really miss the snow. I do yeah. remember that. And yeah. so, Florida, you don't get too much snow ever. For sure. <laughs> and yeah. So, uh, it, it was good to get back to Colorado and actually have our, our first snow here. And it, it just felt like home. Yeah. yeah. We moved out here. We have a six year old. Well, I guess he was five at the time. So, mm-hmm. he's six now. But, um, I always wonder that too. Like we talk, we talk a lot. Like, how much do you remember from Indiana? Not much, not yeah. much. You know, little memories here and there. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of at that age. I just, I don't know how much we'll go back and see yeah. grandma and grandpa and stuff. But and how many kids do you have? We have just him. Yeah, just the just one. Him. Yeah. So <laughs> he's 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 pretty much up for anything. So yeah. he's up yeah. for another adventure. But. Um, yeah, it's just funny sometimes where you were just there like a year or so ago and he doesn't remember some stuff. You're like, yeah. do you remember anything of that? <laughs> I thought they were amazing memories for us. But what about like growing up? Did you have any entrepreneurial influences? Were your parents uh, entrepreneurs? Did you have other influences, mentors or anything like that? Were just not where you maybe, maybe just put something in the back of your head like I want to start a business um, at the time when you were kids. 
yeah, specifically for me, really had no entrepreneurial spirit uh, growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, both my parents had very stable jobs. Uh, my mom was the one that basically was more the the breadwinner in the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad, he, he kind of jumped around from different positions. He he was more the entrepreneurial spirit than my oh, okay. uh, my mom. He he did a lot of different types of um, like lawn maintenance work in Florida. I mean, all the rain it. it definitely needed that and so he was helping out all throughout the city with that Uh, so that kind of was a little bit of the influence for me Uh, but as we kind of went through chiropractic school that's where it really started to hit home of uh, just really having that mindset of hey I I can do some big things uh, through out chiropractic here yeah. uh, but then also when you start seeing the amount of student loans coming through too <laughs> realizing hey, there's not much that you can do uh, when you do get out and work under another person too it yeah. becomes a very challenging and a big thing for us is we, we just want to not have that financial burden too mm-hmm. um, and so that really definitely pushed us a little bit more but then also having our own I mean just the mission and the vision that we had uh, was something that we knew we could only do that by opening up our own practice and that really is what drove us to create true north Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. how about you yeah uh so definitely entrepreneurial Uh, my parents probably over the years have opened four or five of their own Mm -hmm. offices moving all moving a lot they would open Uh, my dad was also a professor so he taught at a couple chiropractic schools and um so yeah definitely I worked in my parents' office growing up a little bit, Mm -hmm. so I had a lot of that influence. And so opening a practice was definitely not, you know, something very far-fetched for me. Yeah. That's just kind of, again, what I saw and what was modeled Mm -hmm. for me growing up. Yeah. I just always find that interesting because I'm one of those people who didn't think entrepreneurship until, I mean, I'd done corporate America stuff for Mm -hmm. years and then once I sort of got a, a nibble of it, I said, I can't go back to anything else, but not because I saw my dad doing it or mom mm-hmm. doing it. They were always doing traditional jobs, but it's just always interesting to find those people who either saw it coming down the road or, or yeah. people like me who never yeah. even envisioned yeah. it for. Yeah. So and what I was think, the, oh, I just want to know kind of what was the yeah. turning point for you of realizing, hey, I've been in corporate America where mm-hmm. a lot of times it's a very comfortable position for a lot of people to realize, hey, I'm going to step out yeah. and go to this route. Well, it was, I had a pretty bad job my last mm-hmm. one. I stayed there for about a year. I think I knew it was bad about 10 minutes into the, <laughs> the job. No. I'd left another job. I'd been there five years uh-huh. and I knew they were going to get bought out by another company. So gotcha. I wanted to get ahead of that. Went to this other job where they had kind of promised me a lot of things mm-hmm. like, we'll do give you this and here's this benefit and everything sounded great uh it was a manufacturing company that said they wanted to be more progressive in their marketing and then didn't really seem to like they wanted to do that once i got there so um stayed stayed for about a year and then thought i'd just get another job after that at another company and then um just realized like I kind of like working for myself uh, out of my house mm-hmm. and getting dressed sometimes, not getting dressed other times, <laughs> you know, like just the flexibility. Yeah. I also loved working around town, meeting yeah. other people at different coffee shops. Uh-huh. And I hadn't, I'd experienced that a little bit in some networking things that I had gone to towards the end. But um, I really just really loved forging new relationships and that kind of stuff in, mm-hmm. in that sort of world. So it was just sort of just so I got the, the nibble, almost in a waiting time, waiting gotcha. to kind of get the next job, being selective so I didn't get another bad job right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was it. And now it's, we've talked many times over the years because that was like, it'll be eight years ago this year that um, 
Yeah, and it's hard to imagine going back. We we talked about it financially. If we mm-hmm. had to do that, certainly we would be able to, to do that. But um, otherwise, it's just hard for me to imagine sitting going to. I've actually gone to Alpha's Complex to meet with clients, and it's just like I get like just just weird things <laughs> up about my spine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just I gotta get out of here. So oh. break out in a rash. Gosh. Um, so you met in Florida. Mm. In college? Chiropractic school, Chiropractic yeah. school, mm-hmm. okay. So this was post-undergrad? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And where was that? That was at the University of Florida, correct? So did my undergrad at the University of Florida. Um, uh, okay. Taylor did it over at Lipscomb University in okay. Tennessee, Nashville. Um, and so we both somehow decided to go to uh, Palmer uh, College of Chiropractic in, gotcha, yeah. in Daytona, technically Port Orange, uh, and that's officially where we met. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Incidentally, is that Palmer sort of the founder? Is the fountainhead the- is what they call it, but yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, the original, it was uh, Dr. Dee and B.J. Palmer, those are the ones you hear about, but yeah. they founded the school in Iowa, okay. which is actually where my parents went to school. Um, gotcha, they have okay. a sister school in Florida and then California. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And then talk a little bit about, well, I guess talk about how you guys met. I mean, you obviously were in school, but what was the attraction? Yeah. How'd you guys spot each other? Those types yeah. of things. Yeah, so we were friends for two years, like literally no future inside at all, of course, like mm-hmm. no way. Yeah. Um, he, I was actually, a guy in my class that I was really good friends with went to undergrad with him. Mm-hmm. And so when he came into, or actually before he came to Kyrie practice school, he came and visited him. And we always hung out at our apartment. And so I met him there. He was dating somebody else. Stayed in that relationship for quite a while. And we were just really good friends. Mm-hmm. You know, we were in the same Bible study, okay. um, different groups on campus, things like that. And so our close friend circle was all together. Yeah. So definitely we're very close friends for a long time. But um, it was <laughs> it was three months before I actually was leaving okay. um, to start my internship in Alabama mm. that we, of course, decided that this may be right? <laughs> a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we started dating. I moved to Alabama, um, was there for a year, and mm-hmm. we got engaged during that time and married during that time. So oh, wow. okay. we were really only together in the same you know city for about three months. Mm. Yeah. While we were dating. While we were dating, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it kind of moved quickly. But, yeah, it did. But at the same time, you built a long relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, it moved pretty fast. We were engaged for about six, or dating for about six months, engaged for about seven. Mm-hmm. So um, a little over a year from the time we started dating till we were married. But again, we had been really close friends for about two years. So there was a lot of trust there already. Yeah. You know, we knew each other on a deeper level. It wasn't like we were trying to figure each other out or figure yeah. out if this person is trustworthy or good. Or yeah. So um, we had a pretty good foundation, and I think that, that helped a lot. Was the chiropractic connection good thing for the relationship? Did it not matter at all? Like, was there a sense of where you're thinking, are we going to do the, do we, should we both be doing the exact same thing or should we find somebody who has a different interest altogether? Yeah. Especially going through chiropractic schools, there's so many different, just even philosophies and mm. techniques when it even comes to even practicing practice, it. Yeah. Uh, and thankfully one of the, the things that really drew us together too, is we were uh, practicing the same technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that when you go into chiropractic school there's all these different techniques some are very easier compared to others and we really drew towards the more complicated ones Uh, just a lot more analysis when it comes to that and so um, when it came to us kind of coming together and realizing hey 
we kind of like each other here, mm-hmm. but then we also are practicing and studying this technique that we can consistently keep growing upon each other with that too. Yeah. Um, and then also just finding out, hey, we have the same mission and vision with kind of what we want to do too. And On so a personal level too. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. And and so that really made things pretty easy like hey this is kind of a no-brainer this let's do this together yeah. uh, and and it, it made uh obviously there's been challenges along the way with just little things but um overall the big picture it made it pretty obvious like hey this this is a great idea too yeah yeah, yeah. what was your attraction to chiropractic care to begin with talk through those stories a little bit yeah i honestly knew nothing about chiropractic before uh diving headfirst into it uh honestly uh all I knew was just kind of the misconceptions mm. of it. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched the show Two and a Half Men, where yeah. the brother of Charlie Sheen basically right. all he got trashed upon was his profession, and it's like, oh, sure. I don't know about this. And <laughs> and so it was going towards uh, just other different types of healthcare professions, uh, whether that's physical therapy, medical doctor, PA, uh, and honestly had a pretty significant illness in, in undergrad developed pneumonia had a lot of um, allergy asthma problems after that mm-hmm. developed really severe migraines and uh, nothing was really helping me at all uh, mm-hmm. throughout the process of that and it was getting kind of frustrated like why is why is this not helping I was a big athlete too and because of the asthma I was not able to do things as well and uh, my buddy who we were in a Bible study together he invited me to come to this uh, conference uh, and completely open my eyes to chiropractic and and how it was so focused more on the nervous system compared to just muscle and bone and pain and all of that and and hearing just the testimonials of uh, people literally getting their lives back it totally opened my eyes to that and uh, jumped headfirst into that had my own chiropractic healing journey of Mm -hmm. breathing issues completely going away migraines completely going away uh, and that really developed just the huge passion for Mm -hmm. for what I have now for it that's awesome you had a personal transformation from absolutely Absolutely. And then my wife, I mean, she she has a life-changing story for that, too. So Yeah, well, so both my parents are chiropractors, like we talked about. So that's obviously what I grew up around. But when I was born, about four hours later, I actually stopped breathing. Um, Mm. And my parents were at home, actually had a home birth with a midwife. And uh, resuscitation was not working, turned completely black and blue. My dad is fresh out of chiropractic school at this point. All he knows to do is check the spine, right? Mm -hmm. So he checked my spine. The very top bone in my neck called the atlas was misaligned. Um, And the brainstem actually runs right through there, which has some respiratory control centers in it. So um, he adjusted that, and immediately I started breathing. Mm. So it really did save my life. Um, And then just... You know, originally, when I was young, I always said I wanted to be a chiropractor. I have a picture from when I was in first grade, and it says, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. And I drew myself adjusting somebody and said I wanted to be a chiropractor. <laughs> Back then, it was because it was cool, because that's what my parents For did. For sure, yeah. Right? But just growing up in their office and seeing just the huge, like, life transformations happening mm-hmm. from the people that were walking through the doors, um, I just really was drawn to that and the holistic side of it and really just couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you can, you can imagine that some some kids would watch their parents and want to do something completely different, mm-hmm. but just your own personal connection to it. And like you said, those those deep stories of transformation, Yeah. other than just another patient come through the door, yeah. another resource of money, you actually saw like lives being altered and Absolutely. changed. Yeah, it was pretty powerful. That's really cool. Um, 
You had talked a little bit about the different practices. Part, I think that's how you said it, yeah, of chiropractic. And I, I guess my limited research that I, by the way, this is going to be awesome to have this cuckooing <laughs> in the background. Seriously, it's going to be awesome. Probably the best podcast. I have a little bit of background noise here. It's going to be great. Um, I guess my limited view it was these two paths of musculoskeletal and wellness. Is those kind of like the two paths? Are there more different sectors in there that one travels down in chiropractic care? Are yeah. those, those too broad, maybe? I would, no. I, th- I would say that's... I mean, you probably put it in those two little uh, yeah. categories, Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Okay. And so what was... Assuming, I guess, again, I'm now going to assume that you guys are in more of the wellness path of those uh, that goes beyond just sort of like back adjustments that most people assume about chiropractic care. What was it about that? You've kind of alluded a little bit with your, your parents yeah. and, and seen some of those life transformations. What was it about that path that maybe was more appealing to you than, than some of the other um, routes you might go with chiropractic care? Yeah, I think with chiropractic, I think you pretty much hit on the hand. There's definitely a very preventative side focused on making your body just function better. And then there's a side that's very pain focused, focus on, you know, getting rid of back pain, neck pain. And the thing about it is both of them are, we do very well at, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But there's that side, the prevention side that a lot of people don't really think about. And so I think that's a part we really try and educate and focus on. And that's something that I, I was very drawn to because... Growing up under chiropractic care since essentially I was born, I never developed a lot of the issues that a lot of people do. And then kind of cool from a sense that Dr. Josh and I can compare ourselves with that because he didn't grow up with it. And so kind of seeing our childhoods and, you know, I wouldn't say he had he was a super sick kid, but he had a lot of health challenges mm-hmm. that I never experienced. Yeah. Um, and so just knowing, yes, there's some other factors, but knowing that uh, my quality of life was a little bit different growing up than his was, and just knowing that we could help other people live yeah. that as well, um, what was, was super appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you talked a little bit about this too, some of the, some of the reasons of starting your own practice. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there were a lot of obstacles in that path too mm-hmm. that might have made other routes more possible. You know, to work underneath somebody else for a while, pay your kind of pay your dues a little bit there. But mm-hmm. what was it? Did you did you actually leave your internships and go straight in to start the practice? Was there a time in between there that you worked for some others? How did that work? Yeah. So um, specifically for for Dr. Taylor here, she she graduated about a year ahead of me okay. um, in schooling, and so uh, a big thing that we were trying to figure out is should she go out and start the practice? and I join her mm. a year in uh, or have her work under somebody for that time being. And uh, since we both did our internships in Alabama, we had a phenomenal doc over there and uh, we just decided, hey, this learn under this doc, let's get mentored by him for a year. Um, had a great opportunity to where he outgrew his small space and totally opened up a, a new space about a mile down the road. Mm. And, and he honestly let us uh, take the whole project project with it just the architectural drawings working the general contractors um just handling all of the legality purposes of that too Mm -hmm. and and so that way we were doing all of that thankfully under his dime and not our own um and being able to understand like all right these are the mistakes we made this make sure we don't do that as we transition over to colorado and and so we were very very thankful that we we took that route instead to kind of have a a nice little practice run um, before we opened up our our own practice yeah. The yeah. name True North, like where did that come from? What is what's the meaning behind that? When did that actually come up to your in your minds? 
Yeah, we came up with that um, while we were in school. Oh, okay. Um, and one of the things that um, I've seen growing up and Josh has seen growing up is just that we've really seen close family members, friends um, get into a position where their health has held them back from really fulfilling what or really fulfilling what they're called to do mm-hmm. um, and holding them back from serving in the community or you know when you're sick and broken and you know dealing with sickness you really have to focus on more on yourself it's really hard to focus on those around you sure. um, and so we really felt called to help remove that health barrier so that people could really follow and go after what they're called to do mm-hmm. and so helping people reach their true north Gotcha. Um, so that's what we feel really called to do, um, not only just through chiropractic care, but in the community. Uh, and so when we were, you know, deciding what we wanted our practice name to be, that really spoke yeah. to us. Hey. <laughs> we got to talk. Do you want to add anything to that? Yeah. Um, exactly what you said with that. And, I mean, it, it's just so prevalent just seeing so many people being held back by health challenges and, mm-hmm. and so like like dr taylor mentioned we we just really want to help remove those barriers um so people can really fulfill that because i think a huge issue right now is a lot of times with families too and people not being able to just serve their families well um, not only that but their communities and due to people focusing so much on their own health challenges because when we're able to focus less on ourselves i mean that opens up such a huge door to be able to serve the people around us and sure. so um it's been pretty cool to even start seeing that just in the short period of us being open here in, in Colorado Springs. Yeah, what year did you guys open up again? I skipped over that. July 2018. Mm-hmm. 2018. So okay. we've been open a little over a year and a half. It'll be two years in July. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Just as you did that practice run uh, at the at the other practice mm-hmm. before you got your own started, were there some things that you were sort of tagging away of like we want to make sure we have these specific things included in the business or not that he did it wrong, but just like things that kind of aligned with your brand? Were there some of those things that you said we've got to have this in our practice when we start this? I mean, uh, biggest thing was just the community influence that we we wanted to have in. not only just within our practice, uh, but outside of our, the four walls of our practice as well. And I know we got to get to know each other just through social media. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and so we knew we wanted to have a, a huge social media presence mm-hmm. just with education. Uh, mm-hmm. We want people to know more about uh, their own bodies, to know more about their own potential to heal. Because, again, knowledge is all potential power. Uh, you can For use sure. it, uh, learn it, but if you don't have, apply it, then it's, it's kind of worthless sometimes. And mm-hmm. so... Uh, um, that was a huge thing we wanted to do. But then, uh, again, we just wanted to create such a, an awesome uh, just culture when it comes to our practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so when you walk through our doors, you probably don't even think it's a chiropractic office. It's yeah. a uh, whole different feel. It's Because, again, the, the white coat syndrome is real when you go into a doctor's yeah. office. I've, I've had that experience myself. Blood pressure goes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we wanted to create such a, a warm, just friendly and loving environment into our practice. And uh, previous office, they... They, they did it very well, but uh, we, we knew that we could add some different elements to it to uh, just create our own own feel of, of the practice here, too. Uh, and so, hey, sweetie. <laughs> and plus, we wanted to have our kids in the practice, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that was something that was super important. We wanted to have family be mm-hmm. a part of it. And um, knowing that we were a husband and wife team and my sister was going to be joining the practice and Dr. Taylor's sister was going to be joining us, too, we wanted to have a lot of that, that family aspect of yeah. it, too. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And kind of going back to what Dr. Josh talked about with education, um, you know, 
we really, I don't feel like people make bad health decisions because they want to, you know, or they're, you know, people make decisions based on the knowledge that they have and they Mm -hmm. do the best they can. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also just knew that there's a lot that people aren't being told. Um, (laughs) We knew there's a lot people aren't being told um, or just don't know because it's not how they grew up. It's nothing that, it's not the culture they were raised in. And so if we could help um, just maybe bridge that gap and give them more knowledge and information about, again, better ways their body can heal um, and things that they can do to live a better functioning and more fulfilling life, then that was one of the biggest things we wanted to bring to the city. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's a nice segue right into the, just the chiropractic focus of your business because I think like you know we've learned more about your business specifically, but I think there are we've talked about a little bit. There's a lot of misconceptions about chiropractic care, uh, whether from our own lack of education on what it is, or we, somebody else told us about it and they go get adjustments, and that's all we assume that chiropractic care is. So, what? How do you tell people what you do? Like when somebody says, you know, what is what's your business? I'm, I'm sure you could just say we're chiropractors, but I'm sure that you know that that falls short. So how would you? How do you typically describe what you do when when somebody? Asks that yeah uh, I guess in short is we really optimize the nervous system's function Mm. Uh, and and so whether that's uh, the nervous system have an irritation to it leading to aches and pains that we're experiencing or that can also be nervous system irritation leading into this just say for me personally having problems to my lungs not being able to breathe properly or a lot of times women with infertility all those different types of things and so uh biggest thing is finding exactly where uh misaligned segments are causing irritation to the nervous system and removing that to allow people to function properly Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. well i think also just you said nervous system and i think Mm -hmm. like that also raises a lot of question marks for people too because it's language yeah. you guys use a lot but so I think what is that yeah right because it isn't necessarily it's not like oh it's a vein or something you can yeah. just like easily just grab and take out or like oh it's it's your kidney I don't know there's yeah. just not a physical part that makes a lot of sense to us mm-hmm. so like even help us use some language to help us understand like what that is and how that works in the body yeah so again the nervous system is composed of your brain um, brain stem spinal cord and really all nerves in your body and so uh, I guess the biggest thing is realizing kind of what it does mm-hmm. and and so right now we're, we're breathing uh, I mean we probably had some food today and yeah. and it's digesting right now and um, our lungs are breathing and our brain is sending signals constantly through the brain stem the spinal cord to those nerves saying hey we need to start beating. We need to start breathing. Uh, we need to start having this food digest. And so um, everything in our body is controlled by our brain and spinal cord. And so that is all composed of that nervous system mm-hmm. there. So just the awareness of like things do not function on their own. The kidneys do not function in their own way without being told to do so. Yeah. That's and, fair. And a great example of that is if you remember Christopher Reeves, I know a lot of people uh, might yeah. be a little too young now for that, no, but no, yeah. <laughs> falling off the horse and he actually fractured the top two bones in his neck and mm-hmm. uh, that totally stopped function or communication from the brain down through the spinal cord through those organs. So he had to be on a ventilator just for his lungs to breathe. He had to be on uh, basically all these machines just to have his heart to beat, just to have his bladder be removed, all of these things. And it wasn't because the heart was having problems or the lungs were having problems. It was because the communication going to it was having problems. Uh, And so it just shows us how important the nervous system's function is. Mm. Um, And that's really what we focus on because you got to think if 
you ever have a light dimmer, uh, you can have that light basically dimmed all the way down and it's working, yeah. but it's not to its fullest potential. Uh, and so those are things that we are constantly looking at in our practice of how can we turn this light up a little bit more so people can really be expressing their full potential of health, yeah. uh, but honestly that, their full potential of themselves. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a two-part system, though, too, right? So if the signal's going strong, but the part itself is not functioning well, that also needs to be looked at as too. Is that is that fair? So if the, yeah, the kidney isn't functioning mm-hmm. well, then mm-hmm. when you look at the kidney as well, it isn't always the message. It's also the, the body part as well. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a, both ends. So what we really focus yeah. on is that message. I would yeah. say, like, you know, your specialists, like the gastroenterologists and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all your different cardiologists, things like that, they're gonna focus more on the actual organs and um, that symptom maybe. Uh, We try and look at it from a global perspective of the body and the nervous system and making sure that that communication isn't causing issues. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that relationship with the others in the medical community? Do they see that as a good partnership? Do you have challenges when you're working with those who are specialists in those arenas to see the value of the nervous system working with these things or I don't know what's your relationship with that and maybe generally speaking yeah, kind of all over the place Uh, I mean we've we've met with uh, quite a few providers that uh, are 100% involved with with what we do. Mm. Uh, we take care of quite a few doctors in our practice uh, just because everything we do is very uh, objective based as well. Mm. Um, not a lot of like hoorah type stuff. And very scientific. Very yeah. scientific, yeah. exactly. And so they're able to physically see with their own eyes, all right, these yeah. are the changes I'm seeing structurally through x-rays, through thermography scans, all of these things. It's that validation um, they need sometimes. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And that was for me with growing up with my mom being a basically an engineer. And so I needed that that to validify uh, really what I'm seeing. But then also, again, I mean, chiropractic hasn't had the best rep oftentimes too. And so uh, there's a lot of uh, providers that really honestly won't even sit down and listen to us Mm too, um, to let them know, hey, these are things that we can really potentially help with. Um, Just given the chance and us to educate as well. So it's it's kind of on, on both ends too. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where does that bad rap come from? Is there a specific like moments in time where that's that happened because of this event or that event, or is it just sort of general marketing of chiropractic care over the years to sort of set a certain tone in people's minds? Oh, if we go back to the history, um, it's actually pretty cool. The uh, the AMA American Medical Association, mm-hmm. but then also uh, the Chiropractic Association uh, went through a huge lawsuit actually back in the day that actually went all the way up into the Supreme Court. Um, basically, the AMA was pushing basically what's called quackery um, mm-hmm. to try to get chiropractic out because there's a, if we're looking at the huge flu pandemic back in the day too, yeah. a lot of people were actually flocking towards chiropractors um, mm-hmm. to help boost their immune systems. And, uh, and unfortunately, a lot of medical providers were not too happy with a lot of that too. Lots and so, business, yeah. and so the, the huge lawsuit happened mm-hmm. And chiropractic ended up winning, uh, which is phenomenal. But again, that led it into a lot of that underlying. Mm-hmm. Is, is it really? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so, as we've kind of progressed all the way from that, uh, time gets away from exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then also, as more research continues to keep coming mm-hmm. out too, uh, it, it's been cool to see a nice little harmony between the professions. Yeah. How? What? What was the effect of that experience on the consumer, the the patient? You know, did they are you've got those relationships with the other doctors, but are the patients too also sort of misinformed or they have their misconceptions from that event that you're having to constantly sort of deal with and, and uh, you know, educate them as well in that whole, whole arena? 
thing nowadays, I think it's so far removed from like the general public mm-hmm. that there's not a lot of knowledge of that. I think a lot of that is taught through medical school and gotcha. that history. So a lot of medical providers are aware of that. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of it is on us as chiropractors too in the profession, just not educating well yeah. um, and just not getting it out there. A lot of times as a profession, you know, you'll use the big words that we were talking about and right. sometimes you just need to speak to their language yeah. and educate well on not just pain because I think most people know, you know, chiropractors can help with back pain and neck pain. Those are super common, but right. a lot of them don't know about just the general nervous system function either. Yeah, for sure. I think that's definitely been my perception, my limited understanding. You know, the people I knew was a guy who had back pain, so he's getting adjustments, and somebody mm-hmm. has some some neck, you know, tightness, so getting some adjustments. That's all I knew about it. it was until your practice came around, really, mm-hmm. that started educating. Like, oh, there's there's a tie-in to what our lifestyle was starting to become. We were getting much more into holistic functional medicine mm-hmm. because of our own health journey. And then I realized, oh, this doesn't have to be, this can actually be a part of that experience Absolutely. and not, you know, another whole whole other wing to avoid, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Because I think what was so fascinating to me about the holistic functional thing, which is what you guys are aligned with as well, is just getting to that cause, mm-hmm. you know, like exploring that, not just, oh, you're back, let's make a few adjustments, and then, of course, come back every week and we'll always adjust it and never resolve it. Mm-hmm. I was like, that doesn't make sense. I want to get the resolve. I want to sure. get the answer. That's why I think I never connected with, with chiropractic care, because at least mm-hmm. my limited experience was we'll just keep fixing you for short term and then come back and we'll do it again and come mm-hmm. back. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, your education has certainly broadened my mind in, in that regard, which has been great. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest things we try and focus on in the office is just what's causing this. You know, you're having this symptom or this underlying issue, but like if you look at it, blood pressure isn't there because high blood pressure is not there because you have something wrong with your blood, right? Yeah. It's a side effect of an issue on a deeper level, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so rather than chasing that symptom and just like more putting a Band-Aid over it, trying to get that pain to go away, we want to know what's causing that mm-hmm. so that it can be eliminated and we're not just having to do these temporary fixes. Do you feel like the majority of your patients or maybe just the the community as a whole are interested in that cause answer or just fix my problem just Mm -hmm. get the pain go away i don't we don't have to go digging through all the stuff or i don't know what's your what's your general take on i'm really curious about that but i also know a lot of people are taking remedies that are quick Mm -hmm. fixes they don't really care about the, the, the 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 reason for this i think now in this kind of age we're in right now i think it's become a lot more prevalent people are really being more drawn to more holistic um, measures versus I think people are starting to realize that throwing medications at it and you know is just not the healthiest thing long term. I think people are starting to see that now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do think there is uh, people being at least a lot more open-minded than they used to be about okay. it um, and people searching maybe for more answers. And a lot of times it's because they've been through the medical gamut and they found no answers. Yeah. And sometimes it's just because um, they feel like there's something more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say there is definitely a battle we're fighting from the education aspect. Um, but again, I think, you know, I really feel like this, there's never been a better time than there is right now um, to educate people on holistic health and their body's ability to function because I think people are so much more open to that natural way of healing mm-hmm. now. Yeah, that was our experience too. We had sort of gone through 
several doors of not having good answers and mm. just go take this or just do this. This just sort of almost like send us on our way and never really felt right. Then it just led us to like, we need to start a different path of, of health. And mm-hmm. that, you know, that's that's been more of our path the last couple of years of working with those who want to explore the why mm. um, and not just here's the what, yeah. here, just take yeah. this. That's awesome. Um, what are some surprising, we've talked about some of these things, broadening people's minds to think about more than just like a, a back correction or a tight neck. Like what are some treatments you guys have done? I mean, generally speaking with no names or yeah. anything, but yeah, what are some treatments you might've done that have surprised some people? You talked about a few things like your allergies. That was certainly surprising mm-hmm. to me how that was affected by chiropractic care. What are some other things that people come into your office for that, that listeners might be like, wow, I had no idea chiropractic care even touched on that. Yeah. And to be totally honest, most people coming in the practice they're they're coming in with say neck pain back pain Mm -hmm. Um, but as we start throughout care then they start realizing hey I'm having all these secondary issues I had no idea that I was dealing with starting Mm -hmm. to resolve Uh, like for instance we had a we had a gentleman come in completely lost vision and peripheral vision Mm -hmm. uh, in his right eye and uh, after the first adjustment his vision was restored Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was incredible to see that we've had people with uh, glossal pharyngeal neuritis uh, to where they've been through the whole medical profession, just prescribed medications. Um, Do you know what that is? No, but I was okay. going to look it up later. Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> no. Basically, it's it's the nerve that helps you be able to swallow. It's going directly mm. to the mouth there. And it's, when you're having the neuritis, it's basically inflammation of the nerve. And so it feels like everything is just on fire. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's like lightning strikes. So mm-hmm. every time this person would swallow and eat and talk, I mean, they couldn't even talk because every time they had that movement it would send a lightning strike so have you heard mm-hmm. of trigeminal neuralgia mm-hmm. yeah. it's the same thing okay. but it's like in the tongue mouth area oh, yeah. okay wow and so especially when trigeminal like that's also called the suicide disease too and mm-hmm. so many people unfortunately are suffering so for so long but um so we had an individual came in hadn't eaten in the last 10 days barely mm-hmm. even drank in the last three i wanted to say and we were able to get them back to eating again but just from like um, a lot of women just struggling with infertility being told hey you're never going to have a baby to finally getting pregnant and having a baby and seeing the baby even grow up too Mm -hmm. has been phenomenal Um, I mean migraines we we hear about that all the time and we just had a gentleman who the last 12 years been with the Mayo Clinic uh, just under so many different types of experimental medications due to his migraines and every single evening he was dealing with it Uh, and now he's finally getting free of his migraines and mm-hmm. finally getting off of some of these medications. He finally told us the other day, he's like, I'm finally feeling more like myself. Yeah. And so really, really cool to see that. Dr. Taylor, do you have any? We can probably go on and on. Yeah, it's, no, it's so yeah. cool. But. It was cool. My first patient that I ever saw in the clinic in chiropractic school um, was an infertility case. Mm. And she had, I want to say five years, mm. plus they'd been trying. Mm-hmm. And she had... I want to say she had had eight miscarriages. She never carried past like eight weeks. She mm. lost them all right away. Yeah. Um, and they had done everything they could, medical gamut, route. I mean, and they just told her, like, you need to look into adoption. This, it's not physically possible for you. Yeah. Um, she came in to see me for low back pain, right? Mm-hmm. And so we did our full assessment. We did a neurological evaluation. We did our postural x-rays. And 
had found that she had had a fracture when she was mm. growing up that had really caused some major structural issues, mm. causing a lot of irritation in the lower part of her spine. And those nerves are actually going directly to the reproductive organs. Wow. So we started to make adjustments. And within three months, she was pregnant, mm -hmm. super nervous still. She was like, I don't know. You know, she carried the baby completely full term, mm. had no issues. Baby, beautiful, healthy baby girl that we actually had the pleasure of adjusting mm. when she was just a couple days old. So that being the first patient that we ever saw in clinic was yeah. just super powerful. Oh, and we've sure. had a lot of cases like that since. It'll validate your uh, yeah. degree right away. I exactly. Think. <laughs> Make you feel like you're you're on the right path. Yeah. <laughs> Are these treatments, um, just for just general education, like mm -hmm. do those, for example, that situation right there, is that sort of just one time, it's fixed for life or there's some continual adjustments that need to be made or some corrections or checks on that kind of stuff? Yeah, so it was a lot more often in the beginning, mm -hmm. getting that true correction. Um, and then she continued to come to us for maintenance periodically mm -hmm. because she still had a lot of stressors in her daily life that, yeah. um, and you gotta think about the things that you do all day and the stresses you put your body under, whether you're you know, an avid um, athlete or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just more of a couch potato yeah. and you're still going to put your body under a lot of stress and so she did come to us periodically for maintenance care to make sure yeah. that she wasn't doing something to affect that mm -hmm. um, but yeah it, we were able to get her to a point where she wouldn't have far less frequently which was cool yeah do you send I guess I, I guess my assumption is to, for this to go really well, they have, there has to be a lifestyle outside the office to, to tag team with your treatment too. Is that accurate? To yeah. can't just sort of make the adjustments and they go back to their regular life, which could be part of the problem, <laughs> their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. They have to make some lifestyle changes as well to make this thing really work well. Is it? Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't uh, just get an adjustment and then eat McDonald's 24-7 and yeah. expect, oh, I'm going to be perfectly healthy after this. And so there, there's such a huge uh, influence outside of what we do as well, just whether that's uh, the toxins that we might be in, inducing through food, through our water, uh, even just chemical and emotional stress that so many of us deal with, especially with a lot of the fear that's going on right now in the world today. Yeah. I mean, that plays a huge role um, of influencing the nervous system's function too. And so... Um, those are all things that um, we do look at, um, but we very much just focus and specialize when it comes to the specific chiropractic adjustment. Um, and if anyone is coming in and we're realizing, hey, we might not be getting the results that uh, we would expect to see at this moment, then we have uh, people that we would refer to as well that make basically those things their life mission that they pride themselves in and being a master at and we kind of partner with them alongside mm -hmm. that too. I'm sure there's a range of reasons why the nervous system needs adjustments, needs some corrections. Mm -hmm. Some of those can be personal injuries like a, a fracture. Are there things like you mentioned there, fear that can impact the nervous system to shut some some messages down? Is that is that a fair thing or is that um, is that going too far? I don't know. Is <laughs> So in chiropractic school, you're taught that three things can cause a subluxation, which mm. have we talked about what a we, subluxation we is? We haven't, but I know what it is, but <laughs> we, you could say it on yeah, here. Actually, so yeah, it's, so subluxation is when a bone in the spinal column has become misaligned to where it's putting pressure and irritation mm. on the nervous system and mm -hmm. affecting its function. And um, the three things that can cause that are, they call it the three T's in chiropractic, but it's um, traumas, thoughts, and toxins. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, there's very much this belief that even emotional stress and you guys I mean I feel like everybody has seen that some you go through something very emotional mm -hmm. and it affects you in a physical way For too sure. right yeah. and so that's definitely a belief that we've seen manifested in uh, people and so 
a lot of different things other than just like a physical trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's even just what we call a micro trauma, like mm. sitting at a desk all day on a computer in an in abnormal posture, right? That may not affect you that day, but doing that for 10 years, yeah. what what is your spine going to look like after that? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I think that's still no pun intended, mind blowing how much, the, how, how powerful the mind is, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. how, um, the way we, of course, we talked a lot about fear and just in society and, and just recent events going on, but you know, it's just amazing how those aren't just quick thoughts that go through and then we go on with our life. They just lodge themselves in our body yeah. in certain ways and, and, phys- and have physical ramifications to that. So it's really amazing. That's something I've been trying to explore recently because I've always, I'm the personality who just puts it on my shoulders and carries it and think I'm sure. okay with it. And then eventually my body says, oh, you're not actually okay. I'm going to yeah. send you some warning signals <laughs> you that you need think to stop it. this. Right. Yeah. yeah. How do you two personally benefit from chiropractic care? Like, you know, you, you noticed you, you had some experiences as kids, how it affected you, but then how do you continue to be impacted by chiropractic care on your own level, yeah. on, on your own? I think one of the biggest things for me was throughout my pregnancies. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the things we specialize in and really have a focus in is uh, prenatal care. Mm-hmm. And so I was adjusted all through my pregnancy, not only for, you know, there's a lot of physical stressors that are um, causing your body to have to adapt. And so not only just working to keep myself comfortable through that, um, but also now there's a lot of cool research coming out that's showing that chiropractic care can help um, reduce labor times and delivery pains Mm. by up to 38%, uh, which is awesome. And, you know, I I had really quick, beautiful, amazing labor and deliveries with both our girls, and I 100% contribute that to chiropractic Mm. and making sure that uh, my nervous system was functioning well, but also my pelvis was in proper alignment for mm. that to take place. So, yeah. I mean, I could go on and on for that, that but I'm so grateful to chiropractic yeah. um, for that throughout the pregnancy and then just our deliveries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even for me, it's a lot more just prevention and maintenance yeah. for me right now. I'm not dealing with the symptoms that I experienced in undergrad with like the asthma, the pneumonia, migraines and all that. Yeah. Um, but especially just with right now, I'm having a pretty physical job to where we're, we're adjusting quite a bit more people. I'm a taller guy at 6'3". Yeah. Uh, and so I'm looking down a lot of times too. <laughs> and so that that doesn't help my spine too much either. And so mm-hmm. thank goodness I married a, a great chiropractor. And so <laughs> yeah. she's able to take good care of me too. Um, to not only make sure that I'm able to physically keep doing the things that I love to do, but also um, keeping myself healthy too. Yeah. I think that's been super important for me. Yeah, it's funny because I, um, I can't remember. I don't. The whole time I've known him, have not seen him ever have to use an inhaler or anything like that. Mm. Um, so it's funny to me when he talks about having used to have migraines and asthma and all these things. I'm like. That's just a different person mm-hmm. than I ever knew, and that's yeah. because he was able to see that change through chiropractic yeah. care. Yeah, and not only that, but for our kids. I mean, yeah. uh, both of our girls uh, were adjusted uh, three hours after they were born, mm-hmm. and and since then, uh, I mean, we haven't dealt with any type of colic, any type of ear infection. I mean, there have been feeding, latching great, sleeping wonderfully as well, too. Um, obviously, they're, they're babies, too, and mm-hmm. so they're not going to be perfect, but um, they've done so well compared to so many of the, the little kids that we see on our practice on a daily basis mm-hmm. to where um, they've just had a lot more traumas, and, mm-hmm. and so they're really having to just get their bodies in, into that better position, yeah. too. Yeah, that's awesome. Just kind of more of like a theological question we might kind of it ties into chiropractic care, but I think like um, 
you have on your website, for example, you say bodies are designed to heal and prosper. Yeah. What is maybe we should just start off with like, what does that mean to you? What does that phrase mean to you? Yeah, I, I mean, first thing that comes to my mind is that each individual is fearfully and wonderfully made. I, I mean, it's amazing seeing two beautiful babies being birthed by my wife and realizing, man, how did this even happen? Mm-hmm. Like, there has to be some type of um, designed uh, creator to be able to, to come with this. And not only that, just fully believe in that. Hey, our bodies were designed to to be prosperous, to, to heal, to function properly. Uh, and I mean, just for us with our, our faith background too, just mm-hmm. seeing like, when Jesus was here, like he came to to heal and save the lost and mm-hmm. and so and he he calls us to do the same and mm-hmm. so just being able to kind of walk alongside that and and see kind of the journey but not only that but seeing so many lives and being restored that people felt that they were broken but mm-hmm. then actually starting to realize hey i'm not so broken after all my body is able to heal in amazing ways and so uh, it's been really cool to um to see that take place and just to be able to give people hope i mm-hmm. mean so many people unfortunately come through our doors and we're their last resort they've tried everything you know and they've been told time after time again you know you have this disease this is your diagnosis it becomes their identity Mm -hmm. um and they've been told that there's no cure for them there you're going to be on this medication for the rest of your life you're never going to be able to do x y and z Mm -hmm. again and so just being able to have them come through our doors and even just when we first meet them giving them hope that hey like that's not your destiny. You know, that's not um, a label that you have to live by. And that let's just see what we can do to get your body functioning better. We don't fully know each person's capability and what their body's mm-hmm. capable of, mm-hmm. but we do know that if we can get their nervous system functioning better, their quality of life will be better, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's cool to be able to give people that hope and see that change in them right off the bat because. The other side of it is, I would say a huge part of a person's healing is their their mental ability to think they can, mm-hmm. you know? And so being able to give somebody that hope that their body is capable of more mm-hmm. than they've been led on to believe is really huge in the healing process, and we get to see that every day, which mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah, I think the thing, and I totally believe the body heals itself because I've, you know, I've seen it in my own way and I've, in small levels of just like your, your wound being healed by a scab. I mean, sure, it doesn't yeah. just keep continuing to bleed. That's a very mm-hmm. small example, but... Yeah. Um, I think sometimes the tension I feel sometimes is the body healing itself and then God having a part in that as well, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't know, did you guys have the same sort of tension that you, I wouldn't say struggle with, but just a sense of like, there's a, there's a part where the body has created to do this, but then there's also a part where we pray for people, right? We, yeah. we say, God heal her. Yeah. And yet there's a part of the body doing its own thing. So I don't know, there's a little bit of tension. I sometimes feel in person, personally, yeah. do you guys have the same? Yeah. I, I don't know for me personally, um, coming out of school, um, that was a huge tension for me mm-hmm. of realizing, Hey, like I fully believe God can heal this person. Um, so why am I even being a doctor right now to help this person with right. adjustments and um, realizing, hey, this is this is a gift um, mm-hmm. that that the Lord has given us, and this is something He wants us to be able to partner with people with too, and and especially when you look at even just the main healer like if you look at Jesus I mean there's many times where he healed in very different ways uh, from laying hands on people from people just touching his his cloak to him spitting in dirt and rubbing it over someone's eyes it's all these different ways to help um, heal people and having kind of the Lord work through us mm-hmm. and and starting to realize hey it's 
it's not two separate things, but it's all one entity yeah. working yes. together. And, and that's really what gave me a little bit more peace about what we're doing too. Yeah, we just really feel like we're a vessel for his mm-hmm. healing, I would think is the best way to put it. Um, and it's really cool because I feel like a lot of people put science over here mm-hmm. and like faith in God over here. And I feel, I mean. Never show the two meet, right? Yeah. For sure. And God created science, mm-hmm. right? So it's, I feel like it's, in our minds, it's a very separate thing sometimes, but I, I feel like it's all very mm-hmm. much one. And he's just, just the way he's using us to have his healing take mm-hmm. place. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's where I, when I start to separate them and think them as either or, mm-hmm. yeah. that's where the tension is. But when you can see both and, and you're created to do something amazing and, and I'm created to do something amazing in my sure, own way. Man. I don't know about amazing, but do something. It's amazing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> now, and, you know, so it's just, you know, just the awareness of that, that the, the creation of you uh-huh. um, feeds the, the opportunity for that, you know, yeah. so it's really amazing. But that was one of those things I thought through as this process, especially for you with the hands-on, you guys yeah. are really experiencing that tension, not just my own. Yeah. Literally today, I was like praying for somebody. I was like, I wonder what they think about when they're just that phrase comes yeah. out to me and it's just that tension. But what, I mean, where did your faith, when did that faith come alive? I guess when were you first introduced to it? When, when did it become real for you? I guess. Um, I pretty much grew up under it, um, although in a lot of different avenues, um, very similar to how my dad was in a sense a little bit of a nomad all over the place Mm. um, travel wise he also really I don't want to say wrestled but it was very exploring with our faith as a family too Um, at one point we were in a Catholic church at another point we were in you know Methodist Baptist Mm. uh, Church of Christ so we went through a lot of weren't you? (laughs) (laughs) it's an inside joke (laughs) but um, you know he's always been on this search for truth Um, and so I very much grew up with faith for Mm -hmm. sure Um, but I I think it wasn't until I was in undergrad where the Lord really blessed me with a group of people that just really challenged me. And I think for the first time I had to really decide, like, what do I believe? Mm-hmm. You know, like what not uh, what do my mom or dad believe or what do my siblings believe? or But like, what do I believe about this and how is that going to manifest in my decisions moving mm-hmm. forward, I guess? And so thankfully, like I said, you know, you go to college and there's a lot of different ways that can go. Um, I was, and I think a lot of it is influenced by the people you surround yourself with. Mm. And I was very blessed to be surrounded by a really incredible group of people who are very strong in their faith. Um, And so I think that was where it really became reality for me and my own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is that inherited faith that we a lot of times have from somebody else. Yeah. It's sort of our own, but not really until yeah. until another point in time, and we take it on as our own, yeah, yeah. or throw it out altogether. I yeah, mean, there's a couple options. Yeah, there. for sure. Yeah, and very similar. Um, not to the point where we we jumped around from different types of uh, religions, I'd say, but uh, very much grew up in in the church. Was very thankful to have two parents that kind of brought me into that mm-hmm. uh, grew up more in the, kind of the Methodist face then okay. and so when any type of healing where things of uh, the Holy Spirit were brought up uh, it's huge no in the Methodist church yes. yeah. <laughs> no one really talked about that much and so uh, as, as I came into undergrad at the University of Florida that's really when I started kind of searching for those things and understanding like hey there's 
yes, like our faith in, in Jesus is an amazing thing, but there's so much more deeper mm. when it comes to even incorporating the Holy Spirit too. It's like icing on top of the cake, mm. you know? Um, and so that's kind of when I started journeying into um just my faith a little bit more deeper uh, as I transitioned uh, into um, my undergrad uh, and started serving more in just different types of ministries also and um, exploring a little bit more of all right, what what is uh, this faith that I believe in yeah. and, and trying to understand more about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I think most of our our journey has been my wife and me has been kind of throwing out a lot of stuff that's been maybe poorly presented to us over For sure. the years. Yeah. Um, to make it our own. I mean, not and not create our own faith necessarily, but just sort of like to find the truth in there mm-hmm. versus all the extraneous uh, yeah. stuff that was presented for along sure. with it. Yeah. Um, and I think like I look back to my childhood growing up, and I really, at the time, it was a little bit confusing. Mm-hmm. But looking back on it, that I I feel like that's exactly what my dad was trying to lead us in is finding like what is the truth for mm-hmm. us. There's mm-hmm. so many different avenues, but that's something I have always really appreciated and respected about him is he is always searching for truth, not yeah. necessarily what is everybody else saying or doing or what does should Christianity look like, mm-hmm. um, but what what did Jesus want it to be about? I think for us too, yeah, it's been, a, it's evolved over the time. Like for what, it, like certain seasons for us, what yeah. we needed, like right now we're at an Anglican church, which would not have never thought mm-hmm. of it, that was on the horizon at right. all, yeah. but it's so necessary and a lot of ways for where we are right now and cool. you know the way our journey's gone I wouldn't I wouldn't say we're there forever but there's a sense right. of like community and mm-hmm. um, connection there that um, has kind of led us to that point so yeah. it's been interesting to see where things have landed and yeah. where things will go but our, probably from my son's perspective I'm the same like we've been at a couple different back <laughs> yeah. stops along the way he's probably yeah. like what are we doing yeah. we visited probably 10 churches here so he was like where yeah. are we going this Sunday what's yeah. going on <laughs> I mean uh, community is yeah. so important so yeah. it's it's awesome just really what you're doing too and just building community through just your marketing that you're doing as well and so being able to see how you tie that into basically your why has has been really yeah i think that's been an interesting thing i think you have the same journey of just Mm -hmm. blending faith and work you know like a lot of times there's been a desire to keep them separate Mm -hmm. you know i'll keep this on my to myself i'll keep it private but i also don't want to go the other route where it's all like that's the primary message mm-hmm. and then you get a lot of like reactions from that so it's a finding that proper balance of blending it together yeah. um, for it's a right balance for mm-hmm. me and then you know where I feel comfortable I don't I'll have no problem talking to people directly but sometimes when you put it out in a digital form it has yeah. a different take and people sure. people deal with that a little differently so but yeah it's been an interest, it's been a, an evolution over time mm-hmm. of figuring out what that means I think for me for a while it was just that's my own thing. I'm not going to mm-hmm. tell anybody. But then you eventually things happen in life, and it's like, no, this is a part of me I have to tell because yeah. it's just part of who I am. Yeah. Um, last couple of questions. Just family. You you talked a lot about family. Just you two. First of all, it's interesting you guys call each other Dr. Josh and Dr. Taylor. But <laughs> do you do that at home too, or is we that don't. just? We don't. Okay. We try not to. We do or it in the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just at hard home to, we don't. Yeah. How do you separate? That's an interesting thing too. Like, how do you like? Are there I don't know, practices, rituals that you do when you get home to sort of take take your chiropractic mind off and be able to just sort of be husband, wife, it's father, hard. mother. We're still learning. In yeah. this season, it's hard. We're definitely getting better. Um, in the beginning, it was all office all the time, yeah. you know? Um, we're definitely getting better with that and finding things that are, sometimes we just have to say, okay, 
for two hours we are not talking about the office and we're going to a coffee shop. <laughs> You've really pounded on the table. Yeah. You're so passionate about that. <laughs> but sometimes we, we just have to be very intentional about yeah. it because it's just something we're there all day together with each other and we get excited about it. We love it. Yeah. And so we love talking about it, but it can become consuming mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Well, my wife and I are the same way. We have both been in marketing for, for so long that mm-hmm. we're constantly like, you'll go out for coffee and it's like, so tell me more about this campaign that I wanted to do. You know, what are your thoughts on this? And like, yeah. oh wait, we should not. Yeah. Sometimes it's harder to get to that path. You can eventually get there, but for it's, sure. again, we love it. So it's not like we're trudging through stuff we don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's stuff we love and we're passionate about and we're trying to make each other better. So there's a lot of justifications to do that, mm-hmm. but then there's a lot of reasons to not do that too. So Yeah. Yeah. I think just, again, we have to be very intentional yeah. and just protect that time that we set aside in a lot of times it's more quality over quantity mm-hmm, <laughs> for mm-hmm, sure mm-hmm. Um, but making sure we are intentional about weekly setting aside some time that we really focus in on our marriage and on our yeah. family has been really really good for us yeah mm-hmm. how is it working together is that a is that as an easy transition was it a struggle I mean sort of I don't know you've kind of seen each other in a couple of different phases mm-hmm. of your relationship yeah. um, how's that been going I, I don't know I don't yeah. know how quite ask that question but. <laughs> no that's a great question uh, I mean it's constantly evolving, mm-hmm. uh, and and so we we've learned so much uh, from when we first started opening and to where we are now to where we're really finding uh, really what our main gifts are also when it comes mm-hmm. to the practice and and so. Obviously, it has its little challenges. We're both doctors. We're both kind of more like the, the authority and the practice. And yeah. so, learning like um, kind of where our main roles are. And in the beginning, I was like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the in charge of all the finances, mm. just because that's what the man's supposed to do, right? <laughs> and so, um, I ended up being terrible at it, and uh, it stressed my wife out so much yeah. um, to the point where I realized, hey, I need to just hand this over to yeah. her. And and so, really finding like, all right, she's very passionate about it. She's really good at that. I'm more of the visionary mm-hmm. and the the mission focused aspect of the practice and when I need something to really get done <laughs> my wife is phenomenal at oh, that she's sure, yeah. checklist on checklist and <laughs> uh, and so really figuring out alright what are our main gifts um, and s- strong suits when it comes to the practice and figuring out really where we're weak at and thankfully um, very thankfully we're very opposite when it comes to those things and so we're able to really partner together well with that Yeah, yeah. I think it's been I mean amazing just in general I mean He's my best friend. We mm-hmm. love being in practice every day together. Um, we're doing something we love together, which mm-hmm. is so cool. And I think it's an awesome opportunity that not a lot of people get to do. Like you said, there's definitely challenges and we've had to learn how to work well together mm-hmm. for sure and how to lead a team well together, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is challenging too because sometimes there's things that he may be talking about or leading the team in that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, but just learning the best way to communicate that yeah. um, and have re- mutual respect for each sure. other. Um, and maybe come to an agreement when we aren't necessarily on the same page is something that we're still fine-tuning um but it's we've grown so much through it and it's cool and i think um it's also really made our marriage better too Mm -hmm. which i'm thankful for because a lot of times it doesn't go that way way yeah yeah i think for us a lot of therapy and counseling were probably good for us because probably more for me than her but uh i needed it you know, release a few things you talked about the finances like I had mm-hmm. a lot of those that pride of just I've got my own way let me just do it this way even though we didn't work together in a business there were a lot of times we were I would ask her for, for information sure. and of course I didn't really want her honest feedback I wanted her to tell me how awesome it was you know and then she'd come back with the honest feedback I go wait a minute that's really destructive that. yeah so but learning 
you know, she's great at certain things that yeah. I'll never be great at, and um, and vice versa. And we found a good balance there. But awesome. man, it took well, almost 20 years to kind of figure that out. We actually now can f- kind of we have I have a business idea that we want to pursue maybe in a couple of years, but. Uh-huh. I can see that possibly working now, whereas yeah. five years ago, ten years ago, there's no way it would have just we just didn't know how to communicate or work together well. That's awesome. But yeah. it's been it's been good that we've evolved as people, I think. But what's you're the visionary person, what's sort of next? What's on the horizon for yeah, true, um, true North? I mean we got big plans. Uh, and so we're we're in our physical location for early the next five and a half years and so I mean biggest thing is now to kind of expand Mm -hmm. Um, whether that's a a bigger location uh, here in the springs uh, and adding other kind of tenants in Mm -hmm. uh, having our own complex or creating multiple true north offices throughout Mm -hmm. um, the springs or throughout the united states as well too Mm -hmm. and so um all our different ideas that we have we're still kind of brainstorming really what we foresee True North to become too, um, but really our, our main focus is uh, outgrowing our place that we're in now, yeah. having to build a bigger location here in the Springs and being able to just serve people more excellently with that yeah. too and bring more doctors on as well. We're mm-hmm. currently looking for that too. And so it's it's exciting to see just the little steps that are, are coming together for that. It's pretty cool though. Recently we looked back at our business plan that we presented to the banks, you know, yeah. just mm-hmm. like all us all green and nervous oh, and like sure. please give us a lot of money right now and we have nothing to our names yeah. you know and it's cool looking back on that and the projections that we set you know and we had to set out a five-year plan and tell them where we were going to be in five years and after our first year second year and just to see us like hit those but actually go beyond that and knowing like hey like when we put these on paper these were just like our big dream right mm-hmm. yeah. and to see it after a couple of years starting to happen and hitting all those goals that we mm-hmm. had back then um, was super cool and really encouraging what do you attribute I'm sorry what do you attribute some of the success to I mean you know you can put it on paper and put it in a plan yeah. but then things have to work well things mm-hmm. have to happen how did what, do, what would you look back and say like it's probably because of these reasons a lot of practice and a lot of great mentorship yeah. uh, and I mean every mostly everything that we did in our practice um, from building it to getting the clientele before we even opened our practice it was all that we did before we even moved out here Mm. and so we collectively really flew across the United States and, and helped open up about, was it 12 offices? 14 offices. 14 offices. As students. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to help just with a lot of other, honestly, chiropractors helping open up their practices and understanding, all right, this is what to do, this is what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Willing to take a risk on you. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so seeing a lot of that and always taking notes, uh, always mm-hmm. learning and figuring out, all right, how can we make this better? Yeah. And, and that's kind of what helped us to create what we wanted to, but then also see, hey, I think we can actually do things even better. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. obviously, as we've gone through the process, we realized, hey, we could have done even better with these other things, and now we're incorporating those. Yeah. Yeah. And our mentors, I mean, we've got some really, really solid mentors that, you know, we kind of looked at what kind of practice do we want to have, but what kind of family life do we want to mm-hmm. have as well? Because we see a lot of people are successful in one or the other, but not both, yeah. mm-hmm. And which was something we were very set on from the beginning. We didn't want to sacrifice our family for the sake of the office, mm-hmm. um, uh, but we felt like they could both be very successful if we did it the right way. Yeah. So just finding mentors that were doing it 
and having the practice we wanted, but also the family life we wanted Mm -hmm. was really, really powerful for us in the beginning. So we have some awesome mentors that we check in with pretty periodically. We jump on calls with, we text back and forth all the time um, and are constantly just bouncing ideas off of. And so that was a huge um, catapult for us in the beginning opening, but also just as we're progressing forward mm-hmm. with our office right now. Mm-hmm. Do they help kind of keep you accountable too to sort of how you're, how things are going with your marriage and those types of things as well? Or do you have other resources like that? Because I think that's sometimes where everything seems can look awesome from our perspective For sometimes sure. and somebody else can yeah. provide another light on that and go, mm, pay attention to this too. Yeah, <laughs> we do. And that's cool. And sometimes, and they're not always the same. We've got mm-hmm. some chiropractor, so as mentors, we have some, you know, people of faith in our life too. Um, and so it's cool to have different dynamics speaking yeah. into you and speaking into your life and getting different perspectives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much for the time. It's, I mean, like I said, I've really enjoyed following you guys on social media. I've learned so much. I've already got a couple. I've got a list of my own things that I want to go in and get corrected. Actually, <laughs> that I had no idea that you guys even worked on until yeah. like our conversation and just a little bit of research on my end. I was like, okay, this these would be how I'd go to. So I'll definitely be in there at some point for, as a patient. But I've been I've enjoyed following online. And thanks again so much for sharing your story today. I really appreciated yeah. it. Yeah, for thank us. you for having us. Yeah, awesome. You've been listening to Metaphorically Speaking. If you've enjoyed this episode, please rate us on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. For more information and to check out our full library of entrepreneurial interviews, visit keyholemarketing.us. Also, feel free to send us an email anytime at hi at keyholemarketing.us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.